This is Jam D. Mateus, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 271, and you're with one of your high priests of Conchu, Ray. Uh, I am joined by a regular co-host, on and off, of Josh Geronimo! Johnson. Josh, welcome back. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, well, plenty going on, actually. I did... Uh, <laughs> And actually, I just see your shirt. So uh, for Patreon members, you have the video, the live stream here. Actually, I've already seen uh, one of the Petronis Mario uh, about. Uh, but if you too can be a Patreon member, if you want to, uh, you, you'll be privy to live streaming of um, of all the other shows. Now, Josh, I think I mentioned to you, uh, we we do live streams for new comic books and for special events, uh, but for everything else, basically the videos will be exclusive to Petroni. So, um, yeah, so please consider. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Josh, we have plenty, plenty to talk about. We've got a bit of idle chat. Uh, let me just uh, let me just use the bells and whistles again. Uh, so yeah, joined by, of course, by Ray and Josh. Uh, where he mainly to look at a a moonwalk. So it's a waning gibbous up in the night sky. And what is a moonwalk? Well, you know, we usually discuss stuff in Moon Knight's run. Uh, this is not a run, so it's a walk. <laughs> it's everything else <laughs> that Moon Knight is in, uh, but it's not necessarily his title. And tonight we'll be looking at West Coast Avengers 40, which will be pretty cool. Uh before any of that, of course, as I mentioned, a big thank you to the Patroonies uh, all out there. A huge thank you for uh, contributing and help prop up the show. Uh, it's really it's really great. I'm looking to upgrade and always improve the show, so uh, any help uh, would be greatly appreciated. So a huge thank you to every one of you. Uh, to Drew Toombs from Toombs and Lurk Music, Daniel Doing of Fringe Night, CLZ Comics by Collectors and Dreamland Comics from uh, Schoenberg. Illinois. Now, Josh, um, we're going to get into it again, a little bit of a change in format here. Uh, I did try for a while to separate the idle chats from the actual segments, uh, but there's just, there was so much to talk about uh, of the last couple of weeks or last week, Josh, that uh, I I just had to kind of lump it in. So let's get into our idle chat. Uh, First of all, like you must be excited, Josh, about, you know, about upcoming material for Moon Knight? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, the big one is the show, um, which it's like every day, I just one less, one more day till it comes out. It's like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's more and more stuff online. Uh, you know, Marvel are rightly advertising it. There's a countdown. I think we're 10 days to go now. Josh, at this time of recording, uh, we've got trailers, teasers, and all, and there have actually been a few trailers apart from the one that you and I saw, Josh, when we did the the, the huge countdown during that playoff um, football game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know who who won. Who won that, by the way? Uh, oh, Jesus! It feels like so long ago. 
Uh, I think the yeah the Rams. Well, the Rams are the team. So the team that won that game actually won the Super Bowl. Um, oh, okay. But I think it was like Lovely. thirty-four to eleven. Like they really beat them up. Oh, oh. Well, we we saw a <laughs> bit of that as uh, as about well, I can't remember about five five or six of us uh, waited to to look at the official trailer. Last week, Rebecca and I recorded a Moonshine, Devil's Rain, Moon Knight. Uh, and shortly after we finished recording, there were more things uh, dropped for Moon Knight. Uh, now, Josh and I, yeah, we spoke just a bit before the show. Let's not get into it because just mindful that some loonies may not want to uh, be spoiled. Um, but needless to say, apart from the official trailer, uh, there were a couple of other ones that came out, Josh. And you mentioned you've seen... Not all of them, but at least the first one, right? Yeah, I think so. There, like, there's so many of them, I can't keep track of like, <laughs> like which one came first. Um, yep. I know I saw the one where uh, it had footage, and then it had uh, little interviews with um, Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac mm -hmm. and Kevin yep. Feige, and I think one of the directors too. Um, so I think that's the most recent one I think I've seen. Okay. Yeah. So that was um, that was the first uh, oh and and Mario saying that they they didn't see all the trailers uh, yes uh, yeah that was the first one that dropped straight after Rebecca and I recorded and uh, not to give anything away yeah as as you said Josh uh, Oscar Isaac Kevin Feige Ethan Hawke kind of um, you know touting. Uh, the upcoming show, it looks pretty good. We saw a few more clips of, you know, of Mooney uh, and uh, a few more exchanges. Rightly, I mean, this is no spoilers. I, I don't think it is a spoiler of, of the personalities. We, we see the personalities mm. of Moon Knight. So um, that was very exciting. Uh, and then there was actually after that, which I think that was my favorite bit apart favorite trailer other than the official trailer then we've got two smaller ones um one of them again is lifted directly i'm assuming from one of the episodes so it's a, it's a small scene uh and oh i think i've seen that one is it the it? i think is it the well we saw it in the main trailer but it's yes the elevator yep okay i yeah. did see that one too okay so, yeah, that was an extended, I guess, the extended scene of the actual uh, elevator scene. So for those that have seen the official trailer, you know what we're talking about. And again, I'm just trying to skirt around not spoiling anything for you. Uh, so that was cool again. Um, you know, gave a bit of a horror vibe, I think, Josh, which mm, is, yeah, uh, got me very excited. Um, and the the one that just came out now as well, I didn't write that in the, in the prompt sheet, but... Um, there was one that just came out now, which again shows uh, a bit more of Moon Knight. Uh, it shows a bit more action, uh, and we get to see a bit more of Layla as well. I mean, I'm, when I say a bit more, I say like two seconds, <laughs> three <laughs> seconds. Uh, so yeah, that's one. That one, I assuming Josh, you haven't seen. No, that one I have not. Okay. Well, again, the general gist is it's more of. Um, it's more of, uh, yeah, the personalities. Uh, it's more of some fighting, some action. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, pretty cool Moon Knight. It, it does rehash some of the, the uh, images that we have seen as well. Uh, oh, sorry, Mario. Oh, so Mario was talking about the, the game. So Mario, a Rams fan, must be over the moon, Josh, because you said that they won the whole thing. Well done. Unless well done. he means, like, we as in 
us Moon Knight fans won the game because oh, we got that trailer. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, absolutely right as well, Mario. <laughs> I think, yeah, I can't remember if you're a sports fan. I know Josh is. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if you are. Uh, but yes. As a winners all round, unless of course you were the <laughs> opponents it, of the Rams. <laughs> it's actually really funny. That game was probably like one of the probably the worst game of the playoffs because almost every game after that, through the rest of the playoffs, was amazing. But we oh, got stuck right. with the crap one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, as Mario said. We did win in the end because we, mm-hmm. we got to see the, the massive trailer. And again, there has been a TV spot um, from memory. There has been one TV spot and there have been these two mini trailers. There's been the reaction of Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. And there's been this other um, spot with Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke and Kevin Feige. So plenty of stuff um, to get us all excited for the show. We're all looking forward to it. Um, it just looks really good. Can't wait to get into it. Uh Moving on, Josh, uh, there have been a couple of things online, a little bit of concern, assuaged by Jed McKay as well. Uh, apparently in the June solicits, there were, was no Moon Knight 13, uh, so people were worried about it. I am hoping my earlier tweet about, you know, supporting the show and stuff hadn't, you know, fanned the fires or flames for any <laughs> concerns like that. But Jed McKay has come out and he said, fear not, issue 13 will be coming in July. So it looks like June, there won't be a Moon Knight issue. Um, but uh, the, it will be in the the, the latest solicits that, that will be announced next month. So we're definitely going beyond issue 12, which is, is great, Josh. I mean, I'm sure that's good news for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I have mixed thoughts in this whole run, but I mean, I want to see it go as long as it can go. You know, I mean, yeah. at this point, any run that goes, I guess, to twenty issues is like lucky at this point. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm disappointed with one of my other podcasts to know her is to fear her Spider Woman. That's pretty much got um, that pretty much got. Uh, announced that yeah issue 21 is the last one so that that's a bit of a shame uh sorry mario just uh correcting my sloppiness yeah issue 12 comes out in june uh, but i guess uh, there was concern about um about there not being anything more than 12 because we did also speak to jed and he did say definitely be 12 issues we didn't know anything beyond that but he has said that issue 13 will be out um, will be out soon in July, uh, and it will be featured in in the next solicits. So that's that's good news. Um, yeah, I mean, and speaking of June, so we have issue twelve, of course, and there have been other um, other appearances of Moon Knight in other comics, Josh, which again uh, has been pretty cool. So uh, the first one would be. Uh, this was in the June solicits, would be for Strange 4. So, again, written by Jed McKay. Uh, it's about uh, Clea as the Sorceress Supreme. Uh, but on the front cover, we have, can you believe it? We have Shadow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? Yeah. <clears throat> that that's Randall Spector. Yeah, that's Shadow right. Knight from, huh. from Shadowland, apparently. Uh, so I'll just read it out. It says, Clea's mother, Umar, has come to visit just as the Blasphemy Cartel launched their latest attack on the Sanctum Sanctorum, and this time they brought an unlikely foe to take down the Sorcerer Supreme, reintroducing the Dark Moon Knight, Shadow Knight. So 
Looks like we'll be getting Randall Spector again, Jed McKay doing a little bit of a dive. I mean, a few people have been wanting to to see Randall Spector. I mean, I, I have. <laughs> so uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the return of uh, Shadow Knight, Josh? I mean, I think it's a cool return. Um, in a way, it's a good time to do it because I know there's, you know, there's speculation with, you know, is Ethan Hawke's character going to be uh, Randall Spector? And, I mean, at this point, we don't know. It could be a twist. There could be a twist yeah. and have that reveal. You know, and if that is the case, what better time than now to bring him back? I mean, it's a yeah. little weird bringing him back in in strange book than a Moon Knight book, but hey, whatever works. Yeah, look, and it, it might be maybe maybe a little crowded in the Moon Knight book, so to speak. Jed's got ideas and what he wants to do. He's got the likes of Hunter's Moon. Um, you know, he's just reintroduced stained glass scarlet. Uh, you know, he's got his own art company in there, so maybe there's a bit of a uh, bit of canvas there and the other titles to reintroduce it. And, and I guess one of the, the perks of being a writer across various titles, and you see it often, is that they generally use their toys basically mm-hmm. from their, their toy box. Uh, so you know, Moon Knight, Black Cat, Taskmaster, we might get any of them, <laughs> and it's great to see, yeah, Shadow Knight in there. Uh, also, as well coming out it, it's it's another issue four it is spider-man 2099 exodus issue four uh by steve orlando alessandro americolo uh and in it let me just read it without the black cards that make them above the law the cabal are mortal spider-man decides to destroy the cards but he can't do it alone only the black widow can find the mutant spider-man needs but the mutants already but that mutant's already been targeted by someone else. It's Black Widow versus Hawkeye. All of that means nothing to me, Josh. I have no <laughs> idea what's what's going on. But uh, yeah, on the front either. cover, yeah, exactly. Uh, so any any uh, Spider-Man 2099 fans, help us out. Uh, but there is a, an iteration of Moon Knight, it seems, uh, on the front cover. So um, I guess for, for the completionists, go check that out uh, as well. Um, also, a shout-out to Hunter Dialogue, Looney Hunter Dialogue. Uh, they mentioned uh, currently in Avengers Forever, there is also a Moon Knight there. I think that's a female Moon Knight, Josh. Have you seen that? No, I have I'm so – outside of, like, the Moon Knight books, I haven't been paying attention to anything else coming out of Marvel at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, um, it seems like Mario's saying it's an alternate uh, future – uh, for Spider-Man 2099, I'm imagining, and for Avengers Forever, I imagine as well. It's um, yeah, I haven't been really keeping tabs on. I've been haven't been following those issues. Uh, Jason Aaron and Aaron Cooter, from memory, I think is do, uh, is Avengers Forever, um, but there was a female Moon Knight in that too. So, uh, so again, just a little a little Moon Watch for everyone uh, out there who wants to find out Moon Knight appearances and add it to your collection. Uh, finally, from for our idle chat, Josh, um, I just posted this up. This was from our group. Uh, the Comic Mint posted this up, and uh, there is a variant cover, I guess, to Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood, number one, and it's by In-Hyuk Lee, uh, and uh, this looks like an expensive one, <laughs> 30 US <laughs> bucks for, for it. Uh, but again, it's uh, I guess limited edition, a thousand copies, 
uh, shared across all partner sites. Uh, you can get the trade dress for twenty nine ninety five. You can get the trade dress CGC, which I'm assuming is a slab for eighty nine ninety five. You can get the trade dress signed by Lee at uh, a nine point six um, condition or better at one hundred thirty four ninety five. There's a trade dress signed and remarked by Lee. I don't. I wonder what he says there. He kind of says hello, or <laughs> you know, what is remarked. Um, that's at 185, and yeah, as I said, it's uh, limited to a thousand, and you get an individual certificate and number for it. So again, for the the hardcore um, fans, uh, yeah, consider checking this out. Go check out the comic mint. Give them a shout out as well. Um, and yes, Mario has also said a lot of these alternate futures floating around these days. Understandably so, Josh. I mean, we got No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Marvel, and dare I say DC as well are all doing the whole multiverse thing. That That's the big thing, it seems, for this phase. Yeah, and I'm not really a fan of the whole thing. Like, I'm not really interested in that at all. And I think they're just going to bleed it dry, like, pretty mm-hmm. quick. Like, I think yeah. in another two years, I think everyone's going to be sick of multiverse stuff. Maybe not. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm not really liking this path that we're going down. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I'm hoping yeah. it doesn't last too long. I mean, I think the Eternals showed that there's another plot going on there. They're, they're going to be looking for other Eternals. Um, maybe, maybe that is in the multiverse as well. But, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed – had you seen No Way Home? Or Oh, yeah, I saw that one. I didn't yeah. finish Did the you... Eternals, though. Oh, you didn't? Oh, Eternals no, I, I, anyway. I turned it off about halfway through. I want The most exciting thing for me was the post-credit scenes. I won't go into oh, yeah. them. But <laughs> yeah. But I was like, it was like I had the one thing I wanted to see, and it got chucked into a post-credit scene. I'm like, uh, uh, you think, yes. as yeah. you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, fair, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, but you know, No Way Home, I thought that was exciting. I'm looking forward to Doctor Strange 2. Yeah, I'm hoping beyond that that we don't get too much more. I mean, multiverses, we we already got that in What If, which is by nature, multiverse, mm. um, that animated uh, series. That's coming out with the season two as well, so I guess we'll get more multiverse action there. Uh, but, yeah, they, they seem to be very much leaning into the multiverse. Um, I'm, I'm just glad, like, Moon Knight's part of it. I guess so. Yeah, that's uh, got to be a good thing. Um, yeah. Uh, so let me just take that away. So, well, I guess without any any further ado, Josh, unless there's anything else you'd like to to um, mention about Moon Knight material coming out. Uh, not. Just, you know, I'm just liking how everyone it seems very positive and really looking forward to it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because this is like you know, this is the first one that's not based on anything else that we've seen before. Um, yeah, our characters we've seen before, and I don't know. I just see pretty much nothing but positive anticipation for it. And um, yeah, so I'm really hoping it really leaves everybody happy and satisfied. Yeah, true. I mean, there'll be the detractors, of course. Uh, you reminded me. That's a good point. Uh, there were uh, already spoiler free reviews coming in from i guess the top tier reviewers who have uh have preview copies of the first four episodes it's it's the first i think that uh marvel or disney plus have released four episodes out of, out of a six episode season to reviewers 
So um, they're really there must be some juicy secrets in those last few episodes, Josh, uh, because you know you'd want to have some surprises. But they released right. four episodes, yeah, and generally all all good, all positive reviews, saying how bonkers it is. That's quote unquote. I think one of the um, reviews had said that uh, just the performance of Oscar Isaac, uh, the portrayal of DID, uh, that sort of stuff. So uh, it's it's all pointing towards really positive things so um i'm a little dirty josh because i haven't got preview copies i've been <laughs> trying trying hard uh with disney plus to to grab some uh, but i've been assured by one of my podcasting colleagues that um, the lower tiers i.e podcasts such as itk uh, we might we might get that maybe like a week before uh, so i'm just fingers crossed uh, if we do we will do a spoiler free review um, but yeah, nothing so far, but it's good to see, good to hear that these reviews are, are going well. So, um, mm. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited as well. It should be, uh, interesting that a lot of people have, have embraced, I, I guess, a lot of the differences as well. I mean, myself included, I, I don't mind as much now, some of the creative changes they've made. Um, so yeah, well, I'm just going to write it and we'll see how we go. Mm. <laughs> and the other thing I'm looking forward to is finally being able to find Moon Knight merch in like stores and like certain stores because it, it yeah. always like jumps on the brand. Cause like, you know, if I wanted yeah. to get anything Moon Knight related, like the shirt, it's like I have to order off T public or whatever. Yeah. But now it's like, now I can just go into the mall and go into FYE or hot topic or whatever you guys mm -hmm. have like that in Australia and, you know, pick it up there just nice and easy. So that I'm looking forward yeah. to as well. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to more action <laughs> figures, like getting actual villains. Um, I, I don't, typically don't collect, you know, the the TV versions of characters uh, in action figures. I typically go for the the comic accurate ones. Um, but I'll, I'll be I'll be trying to get all of these, whatever whatever wave they release. Mm -hmm. um, I don't care. I'm going to be so you're very <laughs> very excited at the added merch. Also as well, sorry, uh, reminded me again. March 29th, at least that is on Mighty Ape, uh, one of the um, suppliers, trade suppliers. Uh, I'm not sure if it is in the US already, but uh, the reprint of Moon Knight Volume 1, The Omnibus, is released towards the end of March. Again, so coinciding with the 30th of March. So if you missed out, like myself, on getting Volume 1 the first time it came around, um, it, it will be released again. Uh, on the 29th of March, or say 29th to 30th of March, so you can you can catch that, uh, and then there are going to be, as we mentioned, I think in previous episodes, Volume Two, and then I think the Houston Horrets and Benson Run is going to be an omnibus. All that there's there's plenty of stuff for Moon Knight, so um, catch up on it all if you can. And I also liked how literally like the week after I had messaged you and I said, "Hey, here's an uh, episode idea. We could plan out the rest of the Moon Knight." Epic collections because yes. I know you and I yes. both we were big fans of those. They go and yep. release the next volume, and I'm like, well, I guess we can throw that out the window. And I don't like how they <laughs> I don't like how they did it. I was because they they stuffed the first seven issues of um, Mark Spector at the tail end with all that other stuff, and I'm like, oh, I really wish they wouldn't have done that. There's probably some other mm -hmm. stuff they could have added in. But, um, True, you're right. I mean, they're generally epic collections are generally good for compiling a nice collection. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I know so epic uh, volume four for Moon Knight epic collection. I think it's called Butcher's Blood or Butcher Blood. Um, 
it it will have all of his Sekonshu, which is a six issues. I'm assuming it has Resurrection War and Strange High Strangers. I I can't remember off memory. No, that that should be later because that that happened in the late. 90s, oh, that happened it? after Mark. Yeah, that happened after Mark yeah. Spector. You're right. Because um, I, I was having not... the moral dilemma of like, would I include that in my layouts? Yeah. Because like, yeah. what I was having real trouble with is how uh, the way that like the storylines kind of play out in Mark Spector. You're either going to have real big ones or ones with maybe not as much as normal for it to work. Because it's like you know how it's normally like you know 15 to 20 issues. Yep. For them, but it's like the way it works out. If you would just stick to that format, it's going to cut off in the middle of a story. Yes. So it was actually kind of tough for me to actually make it work. Um, So I'll be interested to see how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, And I think it's coming towards the middle of the year or something. From just from the top of my head, Um, go check it out. Um, Definitely check out the Epic Marvel podcast. They'll have all the news as well on it. Uh, as well as I think Noel posted on in our group um, the information, and I can't remember. I think it's May or June that it, it comes out. So uh, not that long. Very excited. Uh, yeah, and it has some of the Mark Spector Moon Knight in there as well. Uh, just one of the things here, Mario has dropped in line. He said, the one negative review I've seen said that comic fans won't like it. This is the TV show. Uh, this doesn't really worry me. Um, yeah, look, that's what I'm thinking. There will be some comic fans that, that be more pure. And in wanting a, a more direct translation of the character. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we're getting a Moon Knight TV show. As long as the, as the spirit of the character is there, uh, I think um, I think it will be a fun ride. Uh, and, again, I always treat it like a multiverse, Josh. This is not the comics on the silver screen. It is the film version of the comic books. So there are going to be some – it's an adaptation. There are going to be differences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, but you know, yeah, total right. If you if you don't like it, I mean, absolutely, that's, that's fair enough. Um, okay, uh, Josh, shall we shall we go into let me shall we go into a moonwalk segment now? Yeah, I think we uh, did a bunch of tangents right there, right before we about to jump <laughs> into it. So I guess we should. Excellent. And again, moonwalk. It's not a moonlight run. It is West Coast Avengers Volume Two. Uh, issue, let me put this up here, Josh, volume two, issue 40 titled, and now the night shift, uh, released January, 1989. Uh, and we got writer Mark Grunwald, penciler Al Milgram with Inca, uh, Mike, uh, Gustavich, colorist, Paul Beckton, letterer, Rick Parker and editors, Howard Mackey and Mark Grunwald. So the great Mark Grunwald. And Howard Mackey, who we've, who I'll, I will call friend of the show. He's been on the show. So, so um, I'll take that where I can. Uh, now, Josh, I usually, you know, impart this on Rebecca. Um, so I'm going to do it to you as well. But before that, available on floppy format. You can still get this. It's not expensive, this issue. So you can find it on eBay or your comic book store. It's on digital as well on Marvel Unlimited. And I'm assuming you can buy it on Kindle. R.I.P. Comicsology, um, and I did a little bit of homework. Apparently, in 2013, there was a West Coast Avengers Volume Two Omnibus, which has this issue 40 in there. So, if you've got that, whip out that Omni. Um, now, Josh, uh, what do we do? What we do, listeners, we do a bare bones or a synopsis, just in case you haven't read the issue or you want to just get a gist of it. 
Uh, and then Josh and I will go into, I guess, key aspects uh, and then talk about stuff uh, ranging from writing to art to references to other runs uh, to characterizations, that stuff. We'll, we'll kind of get into the detail, hopefully, and uh, we'll cap that off with Connishu's Moon Rating System. So, uh, so Josh, no, no selection this time round, just Connishu's. Um, the best. I don't think I've ever used that one, to be honest. I've always stuck with the OG. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah, you're one of the uh, yeah, the uh, originals. I don't bow to um, peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Josh, I found this Bare Bones from Comic Vine, so I'll give them a shout-out. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to, to give us the Bare Bones for this issue. All right, let me just wet the old windpipes here. <laughs> All right. Cue the music. Mm. Well, that will come in post. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but that way it, it, it transitions real smoothly. I mean, not now, but. <laughs> All right, I'll give you a clean one. Cue yeah. the music. Mockingbird witnesses Digger bearing three crooks up to their necks in a street, and she goes into action. Stunning the shovel-wielding ghoul. She takes Digger and his three near victims to a nearby police precinct. Gypsy Moth brings news of Digger's arrest to her teammates in Night Shift, and they agree to attack the West Coast Avengers in retaliation. They invade the compound, making hostages with a hired help, while Hawkeye and Vision respond to the alarms. Gypsy Moth levitates the archer by his costume, while Vision struggles against the werewolf and the misfit. Meanwhile, Mockingbird is picked up by fellow former Avengers Moon Knight and Tigra. When Moon Knight hears about Digger, he recalls his recent encounter with Night Shift and pilots the helicopter towards the Shroud's Lair, the Tower of Shadows. Thereafter, dodging Shroud booby traps, they reach Night Shift's meeting room and find a note for the Shroud telling of their intent to face the Avengers. Saying that Hawkeye and the rest can handle themselves, Mockingbird decides she will stay put until the Shroud shows. At the Avengers compound, the Scarlet Witch has joined the fray, but fares no better than her teammates, and the heroes are immobilized. Unaware of Mockingbird's activities, Hawkeye has no information for Night Shift regarding Digger. At that moment, Wonder Man arrives to turn the tide in favor of the Avengers. Freeing his teammates, they overcome the Night Shift. At the tower, Shroud returns and eavesdrops on the former Avengers conversation. Warning them to leave, he teleports to the Avengers compound where he spreads his darkness. Calling out an escape tactic, the night shift disappear in the dark as Shroud teleports them home. Later on a cliff nearby the compound, Hawkeye secretly meets with the Shroud to compare notes, parting amicably. Yes, so there you go, Looney listeners. Uh, that was a bare bones of this issue 40 and now the night shift. Uh, before we jump into it, Josh, uh, initial thoughts, impressions on this? Did you enjoy this? What, what did you make of this uh, 1989 comic? Well, it was definitely a comic from the, the 80s. Um, just definitely had that feel to it. Um, yeah. Kind of a, it's like once you read the whole thing, it's, it's again one of those issues where it's kind of a nothing issue, but it's still kind of fun to read. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I liked it, you know, you know, I like this era. So, uh, I mean, I dug it, but it's definitely not anything memorable. 
Yeah, I mean, as as much as I love Mark Grunwald, he he really can, I think, reach the heights um, of some really good, really good comics. Um, but also at the same time, he can yeah not be he can just be pretty pretty much middle of the road. Um, I yeah I, I thought this was just enjoyable. Uh, nothing special, as you say, Josh. Uh, if anything, there's a lot of action. Like there's a lot of pages devoted to action which is great and i always say action scenes are fun um yeah but it, with that amount of action you tend to lack um any character development um you know any, any other things that kind of give meat to the story uh, so yeah it's um uh it was it was okay it was just okay okay i guess it was good to see moon knight in there he's got a bit of a separate arc and and i like the continuity so so, Josh, uh, let's get into it. Uh, it is a strange one. It's a difficult one to maybe find key aspects or moments in it. Uh, have you got one, or, or would you like me to kick off? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I kind of like you just said, there really isn't any really key moments in here other than it's – I guess it's sort of like not a key moment, but like the whole idea is it's sort of like – a sequel to a previous issue, kind of. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But really, yeah, other than that, I don't really find any like, key moments in here, for me at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we, we did this. It may look like it was intentional, and I'm going to say it is, but truth be told, um, I didn't, it was pure coincidence. Uh, but uh, the fact that, you know, we did, uh, I think I, I reviewed it with Noel and Justin earlier the solo avengers issue three uh this yeah as you say josh it's a nice sequel to it it follows on from it i guess one of the main aspects would be for me from it would be again and this is not me reading the whole of west coast avengers or knowing about it before reading this issue again but the fact that they're split up um so moon knight is definitely because i was kind of waiting to see where he is you know he's not even on the front cover um, but i know he's in this issue uh, and so the West Coast Avengers, I guess one of the main things is that they've been split and we have like a sub team like Mockingbird, Moon Knight and Tigra together. Uh, and then it seems like the other West Coast Avengers. So it's kind of already fractured. I mean, even Hawkeye says, oh, you know, the the, the team is in disarrays and a bit of a shambles. Uh, Simon Williams, Wonder Man, is pursuing his Hollywood career. So he's kind of in and out of the, of the team. Um, so yeah, I think that dynamic, uh, if anything, created a bit more interest in the story from Grunwald because you've got at the beginning, you've got Mockingbird. Oh, let me, um, at the beginning, you've got Mockingbird here, she's the one that finds Digger, as you mentioned in the synopsis. Um, but it's actually once the night shift make it onto the Avengers compound, uh, you, you get the other, the, the main team, which I think is, um, Hawkeye, Vision. Well, basically, it was just those two to begin with. Um, mm. Scarlet, which comes in later, and then Wonder Man comes in to save the day. Uh, but yeah, uh, so writing wise, I think Mark Runwald um, has kind of created a dynamic there already, and and I I like how number one, I like how we see Moon Knight and Tigra together. I mean, considering that we see them in uh, in the Jed McKay run most recently as well. So there's a mm-hmm. bit happening there. Um, I'd like to see Mockingbird. I don't know what she's doing these days in the Marvel Universe, but I'd love to see her back. Um, maybe maybe 
Jed, <laughs> not that he could do it now, but maybe, um, maybe she can, you know, be added in or something. Um, because actually, I'm not too sure what, yeah, what she's doing. But, um, having said that, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the writing for this, Josh? Um, I think so. There's just just some funny things in here. Like I don't know if they're not intentionally, but just funny comicy things. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the very first page we see you know it's that shot of you know uh mockingbird looking down and oh, yeah. and this villain called digger yep. and yep. <laughs> he i i want to see what happened prior to this like i want to see like what happens happened like 10 minutes prior because it just shows him burying three guys basically uh neck deep in the street i guess yeah it's like, weird in concrete yeah. yeah it's really weird like how did he take out all three of those? And they all look conscious, so it's like, yeah, like what led to this, and what is he even doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's yeah. just so bizarre. It, it, it feels like there's a story there. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, but that, that is the the catalyst, I guess, for for it all. Uh, Mockingbird does really well. It's, it's good to see that, um, despite the fact that he's almost like Frankenstein esque. A monster esque. Uh, she manages to beat him. Um, I love you talking about the. There are like quirky bits, like Grunwald always. I don't know. His writing is quirky. Um, so I love this sequence here. Like she uses the the shovel in that tried and true old school Hollywood way of um, just kicking it and it flipping up and hitting him. <laughs> um, you know, uh, whether or not you scrutinize that, and you know, he's a super powered, super strong being. Whether or not that would be enough to to damage him, uh, but it, it's still funny anyway. Um, I mean, realistically, it should have hit him in the balls instead. That would have been the yes, more that would classic be way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, yeah, because it doesn't matter how super strong you are, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. unless you've got a, <laughs> a protector. Yeah. Uh, uh, well. I guess another key aspect or moment, look, this whole thing highlights the night shift. So this is a pretty substantial team, Josh, um, uh, you know, with the likes of uh, TikTok, we can see down there, Dance Macabre, Misfit, who I didn't realize that was his name until we read the synopsis, um, mm-hmm. Brothers Grimm, uh, Jack Russell, oh God, the needle. It goes on and on. Tatter Damalian. Uh, what do you make of this kind of hackneyed group? Uh, outside of the, well, first I didn't even realize that that was Jack Russell until I seen somebody in the feedback said it. I'm like, oh, okay. I I just thought it was just you know just a regular wolf, and uh, yeah. And then the only other characters I knew there was the brothers Grimm because I read re- recent ish an issue of Web of Spider-Man, and they were in there. Yeah. Um, the others, I don't think I've ever seen in anything else. Oh, have you you've read the Bendis run? or No. Oh, yeah, okay, because Bendis, um, he does a deep dive, and he brings out a lot of the night shift there. So mm. um, in the Bendis run, we've got at least TikTok, pardon me, uh, and Dance Macabre uh, from memory. Um, Tata Damalian, we don't, I mean, you see Tata Damalian, uh, in Werewolf by Night comics, and I think he's been featured in Spider Man comics. I think, uh, The Needle, uh, we see, I have seen in Spider Woman comics very early on. I think it's like issue four or something that he's on. Um, he's actually a very scary villain, 
but um, up outside of his story arc, he just becomes this kind of fifth wheel, I think. Um, and then you get Misfit, who I've never really seen. Brothers Grimm, I love. Uh, they have been in Spider-Woman as well. And I did read, uh, I think it was Acts of Vengeance, uh, Josh, with Spider-Man and the Brothers Grimm. It might have been on Web of Spider-Man. That you, yeah, or Spectacular mm. Spider-Man. I can't remember. One of those ones. I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago and it was so much because I read yeah. through all of it. Ah. Now, it wasn't, that would... you know, it wasn't the acts of vengeance for Web of Spider-Man because he fought like Goliath or something, stuff like that. That's but right, on the Web of Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but he, had the, yeah. he had the cosmic powers when he fought the Brothers Grimm, I think. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It could be amazing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple here, a couple of comments here from Mario. I think Digger was meant to resemble a, a 70s horror, horror comic host. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It definitely looks like a, a tropey, shall I say, horror um, monster. His dialogue is reminiscent of those. Okay. And um, and also Mario continues, a gypsy moth, gypsy moth was a thunderbolt for a while under the name skin. Yeah, she, she was. Uh, and also she did, again, feature in Spider-Woman. Um, she was one of the – in the early run of Volume 1. So she was gypsy moth um, at least in two or three – issues of Spider-Woman uh, before she later became Skeen or Skyne or I don't know how you pronounce it uh, as in the Thunderbolts. So, yeah, um, nice pickup there, Mario. Uh, yeah, so they are a bit of a, a, a colourful colourful crew. Uh, very much, I think, they are lacking or, or they are suffering from the absence of the Shroud. He seems to be the leader. Um, and again, in our review of Solo Avengers number three, uh, the Shroud was there with um, with not all of them, but with with Jack Russell at least, and I think Dance Macabre and Tata Damalian. Uh, and we know from that that he kind of tried to ask Moon Knight if he wanted to wanted to lead them, uh, which would be a very interesting um, uh, proposition. Uh, but yeah, as as we said, this kind of follows on from that we see in Moon Knight's arc uh, with with Tigra and um, and Mockingbird. Uh, Otto, anything else on on these wacky characters, Josh? Um, uh, yeah, not really with the villains or anything. Um, mm -hmm. We're still just going through just like weird plot stuff or whatever. Not, not even really plot. It's just so basically this whole. Uh, the night shift basically to go after the West Coast Avengers because this because the like the split between the Hawkeye and you know Vision and um, mm -hmm. Wanda and Wonder Man and then Mockingbird Tigra and Moon Knight it's not like public or anything they didn't put out like a press release That's saying true. oh hey we split up which if I remember correctly I, I think it, they split up after that it was another West Coast Avengers art that we covered. Um, not the Lost in Space Time one, but there was one after that. I can't remember what it was called, but it was because mm -hmm. of stuff that happened with the Phantom Rider and stuff. But um, anyways, yeah. so they still think that the whole team is together. So they go and attack them, attack the West Coast Avengers uh, thing. And I like how uh, uh, <laughs> Hawkeye just sleeps in his uniform all the time. <laughs> but Vision, yes, it looks like <laughs> it looks like Vision because there's a, a panel of him in bed with Wanda and it looks like he's like naked or at least yeah. shirtless. 
Yes. And he has like abs and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> he must choose to do that then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then when he gets up, he's like, all right, I'm going to go out. And he looks like he's like swinging his cape, all like putting his cape on. Like he took yeah. it off, like hugging on a hook. I'm like, that seems so weird. Everything about this seems so weird. <laughs> What's going on with Vision in this? It does. It, it um, It's kind of, yeah. I mean, Grunwald has been... I guess criticized for for really, I don't know, dumbing down comics a little, making it really t- like kitty and campy and stuff. I, I don't know how if I, I can best describe it, but yeah, um, yeah, he has that vibe because he's very quirky, uh, and yeah, I, I can see it here. And again, it could be the sign of the times. But Hawkeye, you know, just in bed on his, he's actually on the couch. I think <laughs> um, just having a, having a kip, uh, but in his costume. Uh, yeah, Wanda and Vision have the two the two sons uh, there. Uh, Vision's going out, but yeah, really strange. It's it's funny as well that the night shift uh, they burst in and they actually get the um, attendance. They get it wrong. I think they burst into the attendance quarter. So you get Yolanda, who I think is um, like a maid or something or a cleaner, and there's another guy as well. Hide, yeah, um, <laughs> hide help. Uh, yeah. And this guy, I can't even know. I don't even know what he is. He's under the spell of of Needle, um, so Needle can do com- almost like a like a hypnotic stare. I think that's what he does. Um, but yeah, so the night shift attacked, and they attack the wrong people. But they turn out to be hostages. They, they can use them for hostages anyway. Uh, but yeah, then it, it literally is just this really extended scene of a fight. You get you get everyone the who's who fighting each other. For those that don't know, Gypsy Moth, uh, she's a mutant. She can control fibers, so uh, she can manipulate your clothes. Um, she does fiber optics. Um, she manipulates that as well. The Brothers Grimm, they do magic. Um, they very much based on fairy tale stuff, uh, so you get them as well. Uh, TikTok, uh, a, a precog, that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, so they just fight it out. You know, basically it's Hawkeye and Vision and a little bit of Wanda when she gets there. But um, I, I was more interested in in this bit, Josh, obviously for the the, the main reason, obviously with, with Moon Knight. Um, so it was pretty cool to see Mockingbird go up in the, the rope ladder. Um, and yeah, Moon Knight and, and Tiger are together. Uh, that was cool. Now, one of the things here though, Josh, is that I guess um, the whole thing about basically Moon Knight's possessed more so by Konshu than, you know, than we understand Moon Knight to be because they talk about, um, sorry, Moon Knight talks t- about himself as in having a human host like Mark Spector. So uh, this is very kind of different. I-, I actually forgot about this sort of possession that he has. Uh, did, you- did you remember this at all? Um. Not really, to be honest, in this era, I don't really remember. I mean, to be honest, I haven't really read much outside of what we've read for mm-hmm. this. I haven't really read uh, much else in this era for, you know, Moon Knight, West Coast Avengers. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can't I can't pinpoint it either. I mean, the closest thing, um, it was when, that, when he fought uh, Taurus from the Zodiac and stuff, um, Van Lunt. He was talking about that there was this, a little kind of a couple of panels of him uh with Konshu and and but for me there was no resting or, or taking over of Moon Knight of Mark Spector's body by Konshu but 
Um, apparently, oh, there is. A, thankfully, we have Mario here. <laughs> uh, Josh, uh, this is a major plot point in the West Coast Avengers and is actually resolved in issue 41 where Conchu leaves Mark just in time for. Okay. Well, yeah, it's um, been a long time between drinks uh, reading the West Coast <laughs> Avengers. So, uh, excellent. Thank you so much, Mario. Um, yeah. So, I guess. If if you can, I mean Mario, a custodian of the of the West Coast Avengers. Do you know when this started? Like when Conchu did take over, because he certainly wasn't there during uh, Lost in Space time, right? That, that that was not Moon Knight possessed, from my knowledge, or maybe it was. You, you remember Josh when there was a big Conchu statue and Hawkeye and Moon Knight, and there were all these little moons going around. I I can't remember to be honest. I think um, that was. I'm trying to remember. Wasn't it there? Uh, it was something with the, was it the composite Avenger or something? Remember that? Remember oh that, yeah, the, uh, yeah, with that really with horrible the, cover. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. remember, like it was trying to take on each of them one at a time. Then it got to Moon Knight last, and it couldn't do it because of yes. uh, I assume Kanchu right. and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it started yeah. there. Maybe it was around there. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll need we'll need more. Um, I mean, Mario's definitely on the ball here, but you know, yeah, we'll just need to we'll need to do some some research in this uh, iteration of Moon Knight. But I mean, I don't think that detracts from this story. I mean, you just you just get it. I went with it. Just got okay. Yep, he's a human host. Conscious. That sounds about right. <laughs> you know, for Moon it was Knight. just a re- really weird to like read that. You know, because you never really think about it that way. Like just to see, oh yeah, yeah my human host. Like. It sounds like something yeah. more like Venom would say, you know? Yes, exactly. I was about to say, yeah, very much like a symbiote kind of relation, symbiotic relationship. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I found that more interesting. I mean, again, for people with the video, you can see we're just flicking through here. Uh, again, just more fights. Uh, <laughs> I like how Wanda, like the the vision is actually spellbound by Dance Macabre. She has this hypnotic kind of way she moves and dances and, um, Wanda's just like, you know, no one dances to my man like that, but me or something like that. So, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's just a huge kind of bit of fighting here. Um, for me, the, the money is, um, is going back into the tower of shadows. Uh, not too difficult with the booby traps this time. It only seems to be the netting, which, um, which incidentally, uh, Tigra makes mention that Moon Knight is an Egyptian god, so implies that she knows that he's more than just a man, I guess. Um, and again, probably have to look at their relationship again, see how much she does know about him, really, because um, yeah, uh, that point was a bit a bit strange. We get um, very reminiscent kind of stairs going down the um, the castle. Uh, and this is what I found funny here. Like, with people superpowered and able to read in the future, able to hypnotize people, you know, super strong, <clears throat> their method of communication to their leader is still very old school. It's writing a letter and leaving it <laughs> <laughs> on the meeting room table with piles of cash and gold <laughs> everywhere there. <laughs> so, again, like, it's very kind of yeah, quirk, quirky, very on the nose and not even like a notepad or like a post and no. like, it looks like a scroll like it's a scroll <laughs> yeah signed off dm so you know <laughs> at least you know she uh, uh but yeah so 
you know, because I guess as readers, we're wondering where is the shroud. Um, it seemed that he had a bit of R and R, which went for a bit of a holiday. Um, so he's definitely not there at home, but he, he does make an appearance uh, later on. Same with Wonder Man as well. I, I don't know about you, Josh, but um, I, I like, I dig Wonder Man. I like him in his black and red uh, and his uh, and his jets. Um, more of the classic look. He's got a huge mullet here, so <laughs> have to give him extra points for that. Uh, but the Shroud also makes an appearance, so there's more more fighting. The Shroud does appear, like he's lurking in the Tower of Shadows, and he sees Tigra and, and Moon Knight. Uh, then he goes out to the Avengers Mansion. Um, now, just jumping forward ahead as well, I guess one of the other key moments... I'm going to jump towards the end would be see the shroud has always been a, a dodgy figure. Um, we see him talking to Moon Knight as well going, look, uh, Hey buddy. Uh, I, you know, we may seem like a, a group of bad, bad guys, but I'm really doing this undercover. Um, so he has a conversation with Moon Knight. He's had it also with Captain America when, um, when Night Shift make their way into the Captain America comics, uh, he actually shrouds his colleagues and says, Cap, you just got to pretend that I've hypnotized you or, or whatever and, you know, I'm working undercover. He, he seems to have that same relationship with Hawkeye as well. So I guess he knows uh, Hawkeye, that they must – I mean, the Shroud was offered membership as well, right, to the West Coast Avengers, and he, he turned them down. So along the way, you know, Hawkeye must know about the real – this undercover work that the Shroud's doing. Um, but again, it's very common with the Shroud just to to be a look at, hey, I'm working undercover. I don't know. What did you make of this ending? Did this fall flat to you? or? Um, I mean, to be honest, outside of this and the Solo Avengers 3, I haven't read anything with the Shroud. Um, okay. So, I mean, I mean, I think I may have heard like that he's like one of those guys that's like in between. Um, mm-hmm. but other than that, I know very little. So this was because it even, it even says on there, um, some of the lines is one of them says, uh, they, they don't know what you're doing or something like that. So I'm just like, I don't know what he's doing either, to be honest. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of just rolling with it. Yeah. 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 For, for sure. Um, and again, my knowledge also goes, I, I did recently buy the, there's a mini series of the shroud in the late nineties. It was a four-part mini. I haven't read it yet. Um, very keen to to learn more. Uh, he did feature again in early Spider Woman. Um, so this is all tying in Mark Grunwald. Mark Grunwald. He wrote a bit of Captain America. He brings a night shift in. He wrote some Spider Woman. He brings a night shift in. Uh, you can see the pattern forming here. Um, so very much Grunwald's baby. Um, but yeah, I, I only know the Shroud from the likes of Spider Woman and our readings of the West Coast Avengers. So, um, yeah, I, I I found it oddly uh, comforting how they kind of resolved it at the end uh, with with Hawkeye, like knowing, like being the Avengers and knowing that the Shroud, um, you know, is working undercover and all that. It just all it also does is undermine, like if perhaps like the shroud had made sure he had more of a handle of the night shift then all this trouble never would have happened. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is their leader. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. That's the way that I guess Grunwald, um, frames it. 
it is kind of odd, isn't it, where he's like kind of playing along, I guess, to like keep tabs or whatever on them. And he's just like, yeah. all right, guys, I'm going on vacation. Um, you're not going to be supervised at all. So have yeah. fun doing your villain and stuff. So it's kind of irresponsible on his part when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it is because like the Knights just say, oh, stuff it. We can't wait for the shroud. Let's go. Let's go um, hustle the West Coast Avengers to try and get Digger back. And they do that. Shrad comes in. Okay, guys, let me let me let me settle it. Um, I'll speak to Hawkeye, and Hawkeye goes to his team. Trust me, like he says to Wonder Man. Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Let me just meet up with the Shroud, and then it's a, like an amicable split. It's basically, oh, sorry for all that kerfuffle. <laughs> Maybe that's why the Shroud wanted Moon Knight in as the leader because he was going to go on holiday. I mean, <laughs> that was it was Maybe. really specific. We don't know how. We don't know how uh, what the uh, difference of time is between this and that story. Um, yeah, and like even like even like actual like release date. Maybe it did come out like right after, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, I was gonna say something. Else. I was gonna say something else, and I just lost track as I was talking. So. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is me a lot as well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I'm finding it. It's so funny, Josh, because having uh, discussed last two episodes, two new comics by Jed McKay, and you know it, it being kind of modern, <laughs> it's it's hard to kind of transition back to reviewing a nineteen eighty nine comic where, yeah, where it's hard to find like key aspects and it's hard to find you know things to to anchor our conversation in because uh, yeah, I mean nothing against it, but it, it is late eighties comics and uh, it just doesn't have that kind of um, <laughs> um and, and, have, uh, and kind of and now i just remember what i was gonna say uh mm. you know how they you said how they were kind of just both like shaking hands but like oh like you know sorry about all that you know yeah it almost makes it seem like the whole story is kind of pointless where it's like oh it wasn't supposed to happen it was kind of an accident yeah. because you know i wasn't here and and uh you know you didn't know what was going on so it almost makes it kind of pointless but at the same time that's that's an eighties comic, you know, that's just how it was sometimes. Yeah. Then, you know, how many times have we seen a, an issue where it's just like the whole issue is two of the heroes fighting and it's just a misunderstanding, yes. you know, oh, it's yeah. just what it is, you know? Absolutely. I was about to say, it all comes down a lot of the earlier comics. It all comes down to miscommunication or, you know, if only someone had just, you know, done, did this or did that, um, it would have avoided the whole situation. But yeah, I guess it's a, a bit more apparent here in, in this particular story uh now josh as well any other notes here? Oh, i've got i see your characterization here moon knight is pretty boring in this issue <laughs> because he does he has like five lines and all he does is just fly yeah. the copter and he's like all right oh yeah i forgot there's some booby traps and i mean yeah. there's one booby trap and that's kind of it uh <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean like you mentioned before i did one of the pleasing things for, for me was this kind of sequel events to to solo avengers 3 and, and i love that continuity and so moon knight knows what he's doing he knows his way to navigate through the the tower of shadows um yeah i, I like that it would have been cool if he if he and the shroud had another conversation you know mm -hmm. just off the back of what they did before in solo avengers 3 but unfortunately, the Shroud here just kind of lurks as he does. He just lurks in um, the background and then he decides to go 
tackle or, or speak to Hawkeye instead. It, it seems to make more sense that he should have just at least appeared in front of Moon Knight. Maybe he was afraid that the others would have attacked him. I don't know, but um, they have a history. They could they, uh, could have at least worked that out because I've met a few times as well. They met during that um, the fight with Taurus again, um, uh, um, which I'll, I'll mention. I can't remember, actually. That might have come after this, uh, so apologies for that. Um, sorry, this has been up here for a while, Josh. I haven't addressed it. Mario did say he did some quick research in my logs, and the possession is a gradual thing starting from issue 30, but it's made explicit in issue 39. Okay, I'm going to have to read that again. Um, yeah, I've got the epic collections. I think it's covered in there. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank you so much, Mario for that um a possessed do you think that might have something to do with the tv show josh why uh why moon knight is so super powered is he possessed by conchu i'm still holding on to that fact that maybe towards the, the last two episodes he'll become more street level i'm, I'm still kind of clinging on to that fact do, do you think that will happen or uh, i'm kind of hoping i mean i kind of like you know as a good kind of introductory where it's like um having him like the costume form around him. Um, yep. And then eventually he'll kind of like, sort of kind of like, uh, um, I guess it's, anyway, I guess it's kind of reverse, but kind of like how Spider-Man had like the high tech suit. And then he went just to like the old, his yep. original one. Um, yeah. Kind of like the same thing where it's, you know, he has like this, uh, you know, whether it's powered or not, we, we, we don't know, but this, you know, this guy like this mythical suit, Yep. And then maybe towards the end, he'll uh, just have a cloth one. But we also don't know because they all they show the Mr. Knight suit also, which looks yep. pretty awesome uh, in live action at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that maybe we'll just see those two. I don't know. But um, I do want to see a cloth yeah. one, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, in my head canon, you're right. You make a good point about Mr. Knight. My head canon is that uh, there's a huge falling out with Conchu at the end, you know. And um and Moon Knight says, Okay, stuff you can't chew, which is again, you know, true to the comics. Uh so Conchu strips his powers off him and but he continues the work to avenge. Uh and he dons a Declan Shelby suit. So this is in my head, this is my dream. But um but however it goes, it will go. <laughs> it will go. Just uh thought I'd say that. Um any other any other uh notes here, Josh, that you wanna I wanna um talk about art, art wise? Um, I just think that it's kind of typical 80s art, but I, I don't know if it's just just because it's because uh, co- I've read it digitally because it's a copy. Um, I was actually at an antique store yesterday, and the one I went to has a lot of comics, so I was hoping I would find it in there. Um, okay, but I, I didn't. Oh, I only got to go through half of them because somebody else to the other boxes, and I oh, want to yeah. keep my wife waiting even longer, <laughs> so I didn't find <laughs> it. Um, because I, you know, I prefer to read them physically than digital, but um. But anyways, I don't know if it's because I'm reading it digitally, but the inking just seemed very, very weak mm, uh, okay. in yeah. this, um, which is it's kind of odd considering Al Mo- Milgram, he did the penciling at least, but he's typically an inker. Uh, yep. And I, I don't remember the name of the, the journal we linked it, but um, I, it's just, just a lot of just... Oh, what was it? Oh, no, no. I was about to say, I think Milgram sometimes has Joe Sinnott on it, and Sinnott is a ma- an amazing inker. Um, mm-hmm. But we have um, – who's the inker? Mike so, Sorry, 
Gustavich, sorry, Mike, but uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit disappointing. I, I like Al Milgram's art, um, but a lot of that has to do with how well it, it is inked, I think. And yeah, unfortunately, you're right. I think it's not not done as much justice. Yeah, maybe you know, with the shroud, that kind, it, it is okay because there you have to have a the lot cool. of blacks. Yeah, but um, yeah. just the regular kind of fight scenes where there's just a lot of weak lines. Yeah. Uh, and just very little shadows or anything. And they're just, yeah, just it's typical eighties art, but yeah. very weak at the same time. Yeah. Uh, more so, more so. Yeah. I think Josh, as you're saying, yeah, those battle scenes in the, in the light with the West coast Avengers at the mansion, I think you can see it there. The inking, it, it does come across as pretty flat sometimes. And, and maybe there should be a little bit more to, to it. Um, but yeah, I can certainly see what you're saying um, for sure. There are some others as well. If you look at, I mean, the amount of detail that Milgram puts into it actually helps it a lot, a lot. Like, you know, the meeting room with all the, the bullion and stuff, that's pretty cool. And the Tower of Shadows, that works okay. But, yeah, I think a lot of the, like, say, for instance, this page here with Vision versus um, Dance Macabre, uh, just, it, it, yeah, it does fall a bit flat. Maybe lack of backgrounds as well, the, the heavy reliance on just coloured backgrounds. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, that's un- unfortunate. You mentioned as well, Werewolf by Night is a little, little miscolored. Yeah, he looks. At least in that one, uh, the one panel, uh, he looks yeah. really red compared to everybody else. Um, unless it's just the maybe the version I was reading, because the one you have on screen now, it looks it doesn't look that bad. Okay. But the, yeah, but maybe like the first like page or two, one? like where he's on, like this one here. Yeah, he just looks really yeah. red. But I guess he also is surrounded by. So maybe that's just a me thing. I don't know. Bit of a bit of a ginger ninja. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, so I don't know if if you want to give this a rating now, Josh. Out of out of ten, I've just put mine in, so you can see my my um, rating. Uh, do you do you want to give this a a go? Uh, I guess I'll use Connor's system. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, no. yeah, I'm probably going to go probably a similar rating to yours, actually. Um, okay. I'm probably going to just gonna give it a half, a half the moon. Um, yep. Yeah. Just cause again, the art isn't that good and, and it is sort of like a story where like, it's almost kind of a, a pointless story because they all could have yep. been so, like, even though like the, uh, uh, the, um, the night shift they left that note for the shroud if the shroud would have just left a note a post you know this whole thing could have been avoided uh (laughs) so get a telepath just you know contact him directly you know yeah exactly none of this could could have all of this could have been avoided yeah or send um, a carrier pigeon or something. <laughs> well, that's what the, that's where they're heading toward. Bloody scroll. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, all right, so half a moon for Josh. Five out of ten. I gave it a five and a half out of ten. Look, I didn't I didn't hate this, but I think what you said, Josh, like this is such a throwaway issue. Um, you read it and really, unless you're really into it, and again, I'll say again, I do love my action. Um, unless you're really into the intricacies of how one character will fight another character, then you get you get a bit of that here because they chop and change, Gypsy Moth, Hawkeye, Dance Macabre, Wanda, and Vision. Uh, then you get Wonder Man against Misfit. You get all the all the um you know trade offs, uh, but yeah, 
under that's under that there's not really much um depth unfortunately uh it held a little bit of my interest with yeah with with the faction of moon knight and tigra uh, again the mockingbird going to the tower of shadows um predictable i guess ending as well because we've seen the shroud do this so many times uh so again it's it, the same thing is used the same technique uh five and a half so i'll i'll give it more maybe 5.4 more towards half the moon <laughs> uh closer to five than than to six so maybe a 5.4 um for that so uh listeners uh if you don't be dissuaded by all, any, any means. Um, please give this a go if you can. And, and as mentioned, it's easily find. You can easily find it in your comic book store if they have a, a good back issue collection, or it's, it's digital on Marvel Unlimited. Sorry, Mario just uh, dropped in a thought. It would not surprise me if Mark wakes up in an asylum at the end of okay at the end of episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool as well. I mean, sh- we just don't know what to expect with this TV show. So sorry, Mario. Uh, just chatting about the TV show there. Um, all right, Josh. Well, do you want to just take a, a quick break? And we'll come back and we've got some feedback and then we can just uh, we'll wrap up the show there. But um, sit tight, loony listeners. And um, yeah, we'll see you soon. From the time of his hatching, he was different. A potentially brilliant scholar who dreaded the structured environment of school. He educated himself in the streets, taking whatever work was available, formulating his philosophy of self from what he had learned of the world about him. And then the cosmic axis shifted, and that world changed. Suddenly, he was stranded in a universe he could not fathom. Without warning, he became a strange fowl in an even stranger land. Welcome to the one, and for some reason only, podcast about Marvel Comics' greatest talking duck, Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made, hosted by myself, Noel, who's loved Howard since he was a kid. And me, Russell, who's not new to comics, but is new to Howard. We go through a couple issues from Howard's Marvel comic book history with some creator backgrounds, storied histories, and the weird world of 1970s comic books to today's. Get ducked up in a world he never made. Trapped in a world, the Howard the Duck podcast. Wow! Proud members of the collective. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 271. I am with Josh Geronimo! Johnson. And we have just finished our discussion on West Coast Avengers issue 40 and now the night shift. Uh, so, Josh, just to kind of wrap things up, uh, we've got some feedback here. Uh, oh, uh, let me just for the we got some night lines here, I should say. Um, so uh, now again, do you want to do you want to chop and change? We've got one here from Mario, who Mario has kindly um, uh, joined us on the the live stream uh, for patreon members uh now josh mario's got uh six points how about we do like three each yeah okay okay cool so i'll uh this is from mario di giacomo thank you mario your comments are always uh, valued and your your feedback as well so mario says not one of my favorite tales as the story hinges on a lot of things just happening but it does have some interesting moon Knight resonances Point one, we see Jack Russell, of course, Mooney's first foe, back when Mark worked for the committee. 
absolutely. There's a nice little nod there to to the Moon Knight um, canon or lore. Uh, point two, Tadadamalian the guy in the hat, <laughs> yeah, he didn't do much in this, uh, was also well, a werewolf by night foe, sent by the committee as a minion of a guy named Sarnak, Master of Sound. So again, we get a little link there. Uh, Grunwald, uh, he knows his stuff. And uh, and finally, point three from, from this half, uh, that guy's first name was Sydney, but it's possible that the Charles Sarnak mentioned in this tale is the same fellow or a relative. Yes, I, I didn't even pick up that. Maybe, maybe I, I kind of was losing interest when I was reading the issue, Josh, but I didn't even pick up there was a Sydney. But uh, no, thank you. Thank you so much, Mario, uh, for those points. Uh, Josh, uh, Mario has has other ones. Right. And, and I'm also the same way. I didn't pick that up. And yep. <laughs> because of how I am lately, I can tell I'm getting older. Like, I only kind of read like when I'm, go- like, when I'm in bed. And I read usually read like three pages, and then it's fa- the books fall on my face, and I'm falling asleep. So <laughs> I read this one issue over like three days, and usually I'm not like that, but it's just like so I had to like re kind of skim through it because I'm like, what did I forget in between two nights of sleep in between this? But yeah, yeah so I, I completely <laughs> missed what he just mentioned for that one. But anyways, back to Mario's points here. So number four, we have the shroud. Of course, has been discussed before. Sadly, his shtick pretending to be a villain to prey on other villains falls apart a few years later, which is also in the West Coast Avengers, and he's pretty much a villain now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last I did see him, sorry, um, Josh, was in a Mark Wade Daredevil run, and he very much was antagonistic towards Daredevil. So that's the last I saw of him. I don't know where he is now, but yeah. All right, so number five, we got most of the Night Shift appears as minions of Snapdragon on behalf of Count Nefaria during the Bendis Moon Knight run, which you did mention mm-hmm. earlier, which I haven't read. So like most of uh, these characters is the first time I'm seeing of them. And um, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense why. Well, I mean, technically this did come first before the Bendis <laughs> run anyway. So yes. Yeah. Um, and then point number six here is rather interesting that Tigra is so blasé about Conchu and Mark's body, given how it's often taken as gospel that people think Mark is delusional. But then this is pretty much the only book until the modern era where Concha is treated like an ordinary god, like Thor or Hercules. Everywhere else, he's either possibly imaginary or much more eldritch. Yeah, um, it's funny. I, I, I think also in the West Coast Avengers, I might be reaching here as well, but uh, we know like as a, as a standard gospel, as Mario says, people think that Mark is delusional. I, I think even during this era um before i mean even say say for instance lost in space time i don't think they even think he's delusional as well it was very much internal in mark's head about him and having these other kind of personalities um for me i think the west coast avengers they just see him as a a guy you know i actually he he probably does look come across a little bit odd just like an odd guy Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah yeah so yeah, yeah sorry you're right mario probably in that sense. Um, but I don't know whether they necessarily think that he's got multiple or, or dissociative identity disorder. Anyway. They probably just think he's like, this, just that he's that weird guy that's in the corner. Like he helps yeah. out. Yes. Uh, but you don't really know anything really about him. It's like, he's useful, yeah. <laughs> but we don't, yeah. we're not on a first name basis. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just thinking of West Coast Avengers annual two. 
where they do is they have a softball game and Moon Knight's just, he just, his comments were just a little weird. It's kind of like, oh, this is the weird guy, <laughs> you know, and not necessarily this is a guy that is battling with multiple personalities in his head. Just, he just seems just like an odd character. That's all. But yeah, anyway. Sounds like me at my new job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. I get stuff done, but I don't really talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. And, and Mooney's just—he's a little bit of an outsider <laughs> in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, just to figure, just to finish up Mario's uh, comment here, he says I was unable to track down any references to Meat Hook Moynihan, but I'm thinking Jed needs to use him in a team up with Man Mountain Marco and Manslaughter Marsdale. <laughs> Now again, Josh Meat Hook Moynihan. They did not feature in this issue, did they? I, I, I did. I didn't recall reading that. But anyway, I would remember reading a name like that, and I don't remember reading that <laughs> name in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Mario had did come across Meat Hook somewhere um, and just mentioned it. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely love to see Jed use Man Mountain, Manslaughter, and Meat Hook. All in one big team up. That would be awesome. <laughs> so thank you so much, Mario. Uh, we also have some more feedback here. Just a couple of others from Noel Looney Tunes Tate, one half of the Velvet Drapes. And Noel says, I love the Shroud and I love the freak show known as Night Shift. Yeah, yeah, me too as well. Noel and I, we, we do share a, a love for the Shroud. Um, he's such a cool, fun character. And Josh, his appearances are you can you can count him not on one hand, but there's about what, 50 or 70 issues only, so very obtainable if you want to be the completionist for for the Shroud. <laughs> and then I guess I'll take this last one here mm-hmm. uh, from Justin the Al Osgood. Mm-hmm. He says, I still think that Moon Knight would be great as a fill-in leader for the Night Shift. I mean, Night Shift <laughs> without a K. Good pun. <laughs> It would make for some more bizarre and interesting stories. I would love to see Moon Knight try to corral all these former criminals and weirdos. It would be cool to see more of these characters in any regard. Remember, Moon Knight owes the Shroud a favor, and he could collect at any moment. Moon Knight, I want a vacation in Barbados for a couple of months. The Night Shifter, yours in the meantime. I'm sending you over a copy of our schedule now. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you, Justin. Yes, of course. Yeah, this shroud. I mean, he t- everyone needs a bit of annual leave here and there, so he's he's no no less. Um, so yeah, uh, he and he does owe the shroud a favor, I believe. Again, from the happenings of Solo Avengers three. So uh, thank you so much, Justin, as well. Always cool to hear from you. Uh, and just a, a couple of rounding out. So Mario just responded about the Meat Hook guy, Meat Hook Moynihan. He's one of the crooks they stole from. Okay. So I'm going to have to read this issue again, Josh. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yep, talking about Meat Hook, that is. So uh, thank you so much, um, Mario. Uh, sorry, were you about to say something, Josh? And, uh, just in turn of what – yeah, this is just going – just with what uh, Justin kind of mentioned and even with Noel saying how they like the night shift. Yeah. The night, they, the night shift, they sort of kind of remind me of like uh, urban society, kind of. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. Uh, I like how Justin says, like, oh, God, I'm sending over a copy of our schedule. I'd like to see some kind of, uh, you know, super villain comic run, but it's just like real world stuff where it's just like, yeah, we have like a schedule <laughs> and like, okay, well, then this compound, but you got to do your chores, like, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. Somebody does the dishes tonight. Someone takes the trash out. Just because it's like it'd be so goofy, I think it would be really funny to see. Um, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to make that. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. I did have this conversation, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug uh, the other show I do. To know her is to fear her, the Spider Woman podcast. But Sarah and I were talking about. That issue 20, the penultimate issue of that series, it's so funny. It, it has no action at all, but it, it does, I think, exactly as you were saying, Josh, it shows the banality side of, of the banal side of, of being a villain. So um, there is this team up called the Anti Iraq Nine, and they're nine villains that hate Jessica Drew, the Sp- uh, Spider Woman. Anyway, they, they meet up, but you know, they have catering as well. They do a presentation. It's really, <laughs> really weird. Like really stuff that you don't. And I remember just telling Saren, uh, saying to Saren, oh, this is so weird because we kind of see them in such a weird, this is the behind the scenes stuff. You know, last thing, next thing I'm expecting one of them to go, oh, look, I just got to go to the toilet one moment. You know, that, those sorts mm-hmm. of things that you don't usually associate. So yeah, uh, yeah there, there's some stuff out there. Uh, Josh, um, go check out Spider-Woman issue 20 the anti-arachnine um it's funny one of them one of the villains goes on a big rant about um about their you know the big ego about the villain and then it, it cuts to like two hours later and all the other villains are like you know with their heads going oh God, it's just <laughs> yeah, so, so it really takes the piss out of it it's really funny i might have to track um, it down just to read that one i don't i know nothing about spider woman but that just sounds like yeah. really funny to me <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty. It is pretty funny. Um, pretty sad that it's the second last one, but it's a one of those left field issues that you just don't expect. Um, well, uh, thank you everyone again for sending in your feedback. It's really well appreciated, and Josh as well. Thank you so much for for jumping on for this odd issue. Uh, <laughs> um, always an odd one, um, but yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope it was uh, it was good. Oh yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've come on for an, an actual episode. Um, yeah, yeah, always good to be always back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And if you um look, uh, I know that you've suggested a few things as well. I'd love to love to do them if they're still applicable. I know the Epic Collection fours come out, but if there's any like particular issue you want to do, because uh, I, sometimes I feel a little bit. Um, guilty or ashamed that you know i i kind of thrust a particular issue like this onto you and it's like <laughs> yeah it's not not that fun right. well it is fun but it's not that there's not much to it um so if you, if you ever want a particular issue um yeah for sure let me know um yeah always, always happy to have you on or maybe we need to do a uh another a reading feedback yes. episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. maybe once the yeah. show is over we should like uh, hopefully if it's like, oh if the show is good um yes like reading people's, I don't want to say bad takes, but hot takes, I yep. guess, on it. Um, because we'll that episode after, we after, did, yeah, oh, that, yeah, yeah, that episode it was heaps of fun, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, or yeah. even if we just do another another one of those, something like that, um, because I don't know if we'll top that one because that was, and I yeah, even yeah. just recently, <laughs> if you remember that, uh, remember how the one guy did had some really crazy reviews for action figures. Every yeah. couple months, I jump back and just look to see if he's bought anything else. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> there's no there's no updates on the purchases of Clay Orr, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Cheery me. Probably changed, changed his pseudonym, you know. Um, <laughs> Maybe you heard our episode. Be, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that would be, that would be amazing. Um, uh, even if it's after episode one or something, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to um, 
after yeah, even after episode one, I'm sure there's going to be um, some crazy stuff, um, some reviews, some some thoughts. So I'm sure we can troll the internet and get some good and bad ones. Just give a nice <laughs> yeah. even spread. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, loonies as well. Spectacle again. I want to remind I'm a, a little late on this, but there will be a um, a bonus March uh, episode for the Patronis. It is coming. Justin, the owl, and I go through the Bloodstone hunt um, from Captain America. So I know you you like that. Um, yeah, that's, as well, Josh. That's a great story. And you know, it's kind of good that you guys are doing it because they compared. You know, they compared the show to like an Indiana Jones meets. I forget what they said, but. Uh, this the Bloodstone Hunt is very much like an Indiana Jones kind of artifact adventure, and uh, oh, it's it's great fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so please check it out. That's coming out very soon. Um, I've just got to edit it, put it together. Um, but um, hopefully, that will come out before the end of the month. Next phase, episode 272, it's a waning crescent. So, we're going to look at the Lunapic classic run. Uh, so that will be a Moon Knight title from pre 2000. Uh, we were generally going chronologically, but Noel uh, reached out and uh, he mentioned, he, oh, he pretty, pretty keen to do this issue. So we might jump. I'll have to speak to Noel, see his availability. Hopefully I can get him on. Uh, but next week we'll be doing a classic run as well. And my God, we're, we're very close to uh, after that. I mean, I think the show will premiere. So we'll no doubt be doing some Moon Knight Disney Plus TV show-esque show. Um, so, yeah. Um, keep an eye out for that. Uh, as mentioned again, a big thank you to our Patronis, a huge thank you to the likes of Daniel, Drew, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Frank, Jordan, Josh, James, Anthony, Russell, Michael, Mario, Gavin, and Matthew. And in there, that was Josh there, the, jo- the, the very same Josh here. So a huge thanks, Josh, for, um, <laughs> for all your support. Uh, very much appreciate it. Go check out patreon.com slash ITK Moon Knight. Uh, and you can be privy to the likes of live streaming or bonus episodes, as I've just mentioned. Uh, big thanks to CLZ Comics, collectors.com, uh, database in your cataloging, your comic book collection. It, it is fantastic. And only for a small sum, uh, you can you can start getting your collection in order. Uh, also as well, uh, two top-tier Patronis, Daniel Doing of Fringe Night, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero, Go check out his Patreon at patreon.com slash fringe night 27 and drew tombs. Um, he's a fantastic musician. Uh, so check out tombs on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash tombs with a Z and check out his other works under lurk music. So band. So that is under lurk music with a ck.bandcamp.com. And finally dreamland comics use the, use the code moon and you can get 20% off their online store. A final thank you. Uh, to all the other collective members out there, we are part of the collective. Uh, there are heaps of shows out there doing stuff on pop culture, geek culture, comic book characters. Uh, so a huge shout out to the likes of I Am Your Target Demographic. I'm going to give them a shout out. They've recently done a spotlight on Moon Knight. I put the link in our group. Um, I might put that in the show notes as well. If you want a, a primer as to who Moon Knight is, and you've just discovered this podcast, uh, go check out I Am Your Target Demographic as well. And a big shout-out to the other Signal of Doom with Dave Finn and Richard um, burning the midnight oil there. Uh, finally, you can find us, uh, drop us a line, email, feedback at itkmoonnight.com. We've, we've got a website, itkmoonnight.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal, and Podchaser. And incidentally... 
If you can leave us a review on any podcatcher, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, that will just help us reach other loonies out there. So um, a big thank you for that. Once again, Josh, sorry you had to sit through the uh, <laughs> the admin towards the end there, but uh, a big thank you once again. Um, hopefully you have a good evening. Evening there, still early enough, right? Yeah, it's almost 10 o'clock, so I'll probably be okay. hitting the head hey soon. But um, oh, and, and don't worry, you said about be waiting through all the uh, all the <laughs> shout outs. All we're Marvel fans, we know we have to sit and wait through everything, like we're used to it by now. <laughs> well, I gotta, I should put in a post credit scene then, right? Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll find something in our talks and uh, put it in. So, check out at the end of the credits. <laughs> uh, having said that. Uh, as always, thank you so much, everyone. Take care and may country watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. See ya. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. beauty of podcasting so we can cut all this out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there you go just a little bit of a peek inside and i had to wait i'm in the attic so i had to um we've got an electric ladder so that's probably what you heard it was just lowering i had to wait for it to lower anyway oh wow (laughs) um yeah is it like one of those where you have to like oh sorry i was just is it like one of those where you have to like lift like the thing down Uh, no 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 it just no, that's manual. No, this is a remote control, so you just press a button and it comes down by itself. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fancy, that's yeah. podcast money there. That, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the Patreon... No, that's not where the Patreon's going. Our Patreon money's going, I shouldn't say that. <laughs>